1: It's episode 24 of The Bewd
2: Poot. <laughs> what's that? Coming in over the... Uh, what's the Scottish word for a hill? Glen. Oh, the Glen? Why, it's Scotland music. Hi, me here, Phil Wang. <laughs> and Pierre Novelli next to me. We are the Podbuds.
1: We are the Podbuds. This is episode 24, and that means... Dear listener, that give or take a few minutes, there is now a full calendar day of Bud Pod.
2: You could, yeah, exactly. You can listen to an episode an hour, um, like Jack Bauer.
1: You could listen to Bud Pod from when the sun is in a particular place in the sky, all the way through until the sun is in the same place in the sky the next day.
2: The 24 episodes is what we're trying to say. So thank you for listening. Uh, If you notice, the quality of this episode is already better than last week's. Apologies again. I sounded like I was trapped in a well. (laughs) But today we've picked up a brand new piece of kit. It's delightful. It's like it's from space. Yes. Cruel and strong. Yep. Just making sure that gets in there. Pierre hates (laughs) that noise.
1: I hate it so much it makes my eyes hurt um phil speaking of eating we all as a flat as an edinburgh fringe comedian's flat we went for brunch didn't we
2: yes we're very modern millennials spending all our deposit money on eggs florentine (laughs) (laughs) my god we we love to brunch
1: (laughs) whereas if you saved four to seven pounds a week on eggs benedict and saved it up every week for a hundred years you still wouldn't have enough for even a car so it's very important to save that money
2: i don't understand criticisms against brunch from like older people who want us to be more frugal because what is more frugal than combining two meals into one (laughs) right that's some like wartime shit
1: yeah like uh that's like, yeah, that's like something that Churchill would announce. <laughs> to keep morale up, is that from now on there will be only two meals a day. Not for him, of course. But he needed his energy.
2: <laughs> he needed his energy for all them quips. All them hot quips. Hot, the original man with hot takes. He would have been great on Twitter, I reckon.
1: Yes, uh, but, oh, drunk tweeting.
2: Problematic. Mm,
1: oh, yeah, definitely. He would have got cancelled very quickly.
2: Yeah, well, he did get cancelled after the war. And then they brought him back. Oh, this, I don't understand this. What happened? They've re-elected him in the 50s. Right, okay. Hmm. Hmm. And then uh- they cancel him again. Because that's democracy. Right. So, um, I guess a bit like when Doctor Who came back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the inspiration for Doctor Who was all prime ministers. Because <laughs> they regenerate. And you still call them prime ministers. You still call you them do. like doctor. You do.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pop out of a little magic door. And they travel through time, only in one direction, and not at the same speed everyone else does. But technically, (laughs) time travellers... They have incredible powers no one fully understands. And they occasionally wear a scarf. That is the end of my Doctor Who knowledge. They have an assistant.
1: They have an assistant, and there is no agreement on the rules of what they can and can't do, really. It's all based on convention and what the fans will accept.
2: And they've all been white... Am I right? (laughs) Tut, tut, tut. Phil's
1: got his justice
2: cap on here at the Adam Frung. And it fits like a glove. (laughs) Um, But we went for brunch. We did go for brunch. It was okay. Um, We went to a place called... uh, Mm. um, We were served by a hunchback. (laughs) Uh, And it was 20,000 leagues. Did he write that? Oh, no. I think there was someone else, wasn't it? Mm.
1: I don't
2: know. Never mind. Oh, well. But the, the the service was terrible. We knew it was going to be terrible. I'd been warned. It was
1: terrible a year ago. <laughs> um, th- this is a place in Edinburgh and, and we, we aren't slagging off the quality. The food is excellent. Um, and the ambiance is second to none. It's is, is deuxième. Uh, 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 no one.
2: Um, but the staff it, are not smart.
1: Oh, it takes a long time for things to arrive.
2: Yeah, um, and when they do arrive on time, they just go away for some reason. At one point, I was waiting for a sandwich and was given a card so they to put on the table so they knew which table the sandwich was for. And when I went to the toilet, a, wait, a waiter came and took the, the card number away. And then the waiter came back and couldn't find where the sandwich was meant to go because they'd taken the number away themselves.
1: And then they walked away with the sandwich, but one of our friends, one of our party, caught them and said, oh, that sandwich is for my friend, into their eyes. And they, holding the sandwich, looking into our friend's eyes, heard this seemingly, and then just kept walking away and didn't (laughs) respond like a robot. It was genuinely odd. Um, and 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 as more as like there was still food on the table and some food had just arrived they kept they don't give you salt and pepper and they came and kept trying to take it away as if they only had one one set of salt <laughs> and pepper it was it's super strange like if people are ordering eggs they're going to want salt and pepper
2: mm oh what what Pierre don't you like the flavor of a neat egg? <laughs> Your <laughs> Majesty sorry, I take my eggs neat a double <laughs> Have you ever uh, swallowed uh, an egg raw like um The bad guy in Beauty and the Beast? Like Gaston. Like Gaston.
1: Well, no one swallows eggs like Gaston.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sorry, that point has been made very clear.
1: (laughs) If anything, their main thing was how unique he was. Um, I've not, I've swallowed an egg that was very nearly raw. Okay. Like an undercooked egg. Yeah, okay. I was in a rush and I blopped an undercooked egg into a sandwich. It was bad. I regret it. Albumen. It was full of albumen, listeners. It was gloopy and jizzy, and it was not good in a sandwich, it was a horrible surprise.
2: How has your Edinburgh Fringe been otherwise, Pierre? This is the first time we've spoken, even though we live together. When we're not recording a Bud Pod, Pierre and I ignore each other in the flat. <laughs> we ignore each other for the sake of you, the listener. Yeah, we don't want to burn any gold.
1: Yeah, it's really heartbreaking for us as well, because we're good pals. And so we yeah. have to... We, it's Just like, look
2: at each other and shed a single tear like a sad Native American and like, move on.
1: It's like the fox and the hound. They, go, oh, they want to be friends, <laughs> but they can't be. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yes, uh, we haven't spoken. My friend has been fine. We we have been performing now for a week, for six days.
2: Has it been already? Yeah. We've, uh, oh, gosh, we've completed a full week. Yeah. Wednesday again tomorrow. Man, oh, man. Absolutely crackers.
1: Um, I've seen lots of uh, fun stuff, but mostly of people I know. I haven't seen any unknowns. I haven't uh, let myself in for any surprises. Um, I had five days in a row where I said to myself... I'm not going to drink tonight. I know the performers bars are full of my friends and other comedians who I like and who I don't get to hang out with very much, but I'm going to go to bed. And that was a lie. Five times. Yes. Um, What did you do instead? Instead, I had six pints. Mm, That's a lot. Yeah, and spoke to all those friends of mine um, and woke up feeling
2: swollen and bloated and fat.
1: (laughs) And I've been eating like a man who just got out of jail.
2: I think I've been eating well, although I've just remembered that I literally have just finished an entire brick of galaxy chocolate on my own. I gave you a little bit um, for good luck, but I hate the lion's share of it. The wang's share.
1: I had, uh, when I said we went for brunch earlier, listeners, you need to know that I had two brunches. I ordered two separate dishes. I had a Reuben sandwich and some fucking eggs. I I had the same thing. Yeah, Oh, it was good though and i've eaten a lot of bread and uh also there's a place that sells toasties and the venue me and phil are performing in and i bought an enormous toasty or grilled cheese sandwich if you're an american listener and you've got a lot of cheesy sandwiches today mate it was full of macaroni cheese i got the macaroni cheese one
2: in a sandwich in a massive sandwich <laughs> a macaroni cheese grilled cheese,
1: macaroni cheese to get toasty and it, i was eating it and they don't there's no way for them to seal the edges Oh, oh. So they, ha- they haven't sealed the edges of the bread you see? yeah because they haven't like pressed it hard enough. And so there's like loose macaroni and cheese plopping out and, <laughs> uh, in my case burning the palm of my hand.
2: Oh man.
1: And it was embarrassing and and, and, and uh, damaging.
2: I remember growing up we had for a brief spell this sort of toasted sandwich machine. The sandwich press. The one that
1: made them into triangles. Yes. And, and it's, it was and so it's, heavy.
2: And it sealed the edges. Yes. It somehow sealed the crust. It was magical and nothing would come out. It's really amazing. We had one of
1: those and it would be hotter than the sun inside. <laughs> yeah. And it would seal the edges and it would burn the lines in, right? Like little lines on each half slice.
2: Yeah, like, like, like the sandwich was uh, an injured soldier in the Civil War. And they just had to seal a wound, like, ah," and, like, close up.
1: (laughs) A pirate who's lost an arm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. ah," Like, the sandwich has to bite on a piece of wood. (laughs) ah," (laughs) That's
1: where the phrase phrase bite the bullet comes from. What? They would give them a bullet to bite down on. Oh. Which in those days was a big lead ball.
2: Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's a good bit of knowledge.
1: A good bit of trivia.
2: Hey, um, shout out to uh, podbud Mauro, who came to my show tonight. He he flew all the way from Portugal to the Edinburgh Fringe to um, watch myself and Pierre later on in the week.
1: I think tomorrow even he tweeted us saying, can I see both of you at once? And we have a irritating 15-minute overlap.
2: Yeah, it's torturous 10, for any pod buds who only have a day here.
1: 10-15-minute overlap. Um, I was prepared maybe to let him run out quickly enough to come and be a slightly late boy for you. There is a possible thing there. Mm. But um, overall, uh, it was, he felt it was best to see me tomorrow, uh, which is to say on Wednesday. And God bless you, because tomorrow it, um, uh, might be a low, bit lower on numbers. It's what they call Black Wednesday here, isn't it, Phil?
2: Ah, yes. It's the Wednesday after two two-for-one days. So basically,
1: where, listeners, they, for Monday, Tuesday, they make it all two for one. So all the boys and girls are very
2: excited to come. Grubby little boys and girls. The church of dirty little boys and girls. <laughs> Cheap little boys and girls. The Scots
1: love a deal. And so they all come and see the shows. And then the Wednesday, there's a big drop-off because now it's back up to full price, MoFo's. Uh, whereas Phil is sold out, regardless.
2: Yes, although I imagine tomorrow's audience will be annoyed that they had to pay, pay full price.
1: Yeah, be, you will come off stage covered in spit...
2: <laughs> and with cuts from all the bottles that have been thrown like a boxer wiping sputum off my brow <laughs> sitting in a little corner chair being mopped down yes <laughs> yeah, by the coach but Mauro is a great audience member You was sat right at the front and he nodded at all the stuff that I thought were the most interesting bits in my show Ooh. so he agreed with me which, which bits were interesting <laughs> he's in tune with us <laughs> thinks we're right
1: um uh, have you seen uh, anything interesting in Philly?
2: Have I seen anything interesting? I watched my friend Ollie Horn's show today. Um, now, Ollie uh, lived in Japan for a few years. He, he got me out to Japan. This is your Japan connection. My Japan connection. Um, a bunch of years ago, um, I got a message on Facebook from a man I did not know saying, Would you like to come to Japan to perform comedy? I know I don't know you, but I promise I won't kill you. And I said, OK, and I just got on a plane and flew <laughs> to meet a man I never and met. that's good enough uh, for That's good enough for me. So um, here's a tip. If you want me to fly to the country you're in, just send me a message and ask me to, and I'll probably do it. And promise money. Promise some money. Uh, just promise an experience, and I'll be on that flight. Yeah. Uh, but now Ollie has moved. Uh, he, he showed me around Japan. He's an impressive guy. He speaks Japanese very fluently. So he's a pervert. So he's he is a pervert. Um, because he's not Japanese, and if you're not Japanese and have learned Japanese, you're up to something. But Ollie's <laughs> one of the good ones as far as I can tell. Mm. So his show's pretty neat. It's about how he got how he got to Japan and all the weird adverts he ended up doing just because he was a white man. Um, oh, yeah. A news, while he was out there, a news story broke about Berlusconi. And the, the, the news people, the TV news people in Japan were, were like, we couldn't find anyone Italian, so could... He was the only white person they knew who, who had any sort of screen experience. Really? He said, Can you come and talk about Berlusconi?
1: Oh my god! He's from Bristol. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> and he said, "Yep." So he just went so on and he's an going,
1: right, "Well, in my opinion, right,
2: he's <laughs> absolutely out of order. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can't believe Berlusconi's behaving like this. He's oh, massively wrong-winged." <laughs> <laughs> They're all just going, ah, oh, this expert in Italian politics. Uh, I had a, 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 my friend Callum, his older brother Alex, shout out to you guys. I think Callum is a listener. Uh, his older brother Alex was a DJ in Beijing. Wow. How cool is that? Because he learned Chinese at university. And he would get loads of random white guy jobs, like just being in magazines, or mm. just go pose with his product and whatever. Yeah,
2: they have like this fake... English-looking cities they've built from the ground up that they just populate with white men. They don't have to be English. They don't have to be able to speak English. Just white men wearing, like, beef eater hats just to stand around.
1: Yeah, and um, did you know, Phil, there is a franchise of a random, like, rural Yorkshire chippy? A franchise of a, oh, a, a... a real Yorkshire chippy? Yeah, so there's a fish and chips place somewhere, in I think, in Yorkshire, and it's on the route of all the Chinese buses of ah. tourists. And also it's part of the route because they go, as part of your trip to England, you know, the wonderful ye olde shires we're trying to show you, you get to go to this authentic fish and chips place.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so
1: that's where they all go. And so it's because it now has this massive reputation among Chinese tourists <laughs> who've been to England. And some Chinese businessmen, businessmen approach the guy who runs the place, who is just a random old Yorkshireman. Mm. And we're like, we want, an open, we want to open a version, I think in Shanghai. And it's a, it's a carbon copy. Wow, it's like the same color, the same paint job, the same font on the letters uh, on, the, on the menus.
2: Oh man, I hope you made some good yuan out of that.
1: I hope so. Or yuan rather.
2: Yuan. Yuan.
1: Yuan. The currency. So he said yen. Yuan. Yuan. Is
2: yuan. I thought I think it, was it was yuan. yuan. Maybe a it's a diamonds. tonal language. Renmin,
1: Renminbi is the other word for it. Yes, Renminbi is the is the sort of stock stocks and trades finances word, isn't it?
2: Hmm. But look, we didn't come here to talk about currencies. That's no. next episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. We came here to talk about sweet fucking. talk oh God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: We shall go on to the end of brunch. We shall brunch in France. We shall brunch by the seas and by the oceans. We shall brunch with growing confidence and growing strength in our wrists as we cut up even the toughest of hard-boiled or poached eggs. We shall defend our brunch, whatever the cost may be. Often it's a lot of money, considering it's just for eggs. We shall brunch on the beach. We shall brunch near the landing grounds. We shall brunch in the fields and in the streets. We shall brunch in the hills, in a a lodging, a sort of cabin, or sometimes a weekend breakaway. Maybe you could sort of you rent a sort of cottages, cottage, very popular in Wales and North Yorkshire, that kind of thing. You can brunch there. Uh, anyway, uh, we shall never surrender, sorry, uh, to the idea that there should be more than two meals. And with the money we save, by having only two meals a day, we will be able to purchase a single Spitfire by the end of 1946. Good luck, and don't ask about what I'm eating.
1: Uh, there are, of course, lots of shows we can recommend. Uh, so friends of the podcast, like George Fouracres, is up here with his debut hour.
2: Yeah.
1: Go see that guy. Uh, Garrett Millerick, who we're living with, has a fantastic show where he's very angry. Um, and it's very funny. At uh, uh, So George Fouracres is at the Pleasance Courtyard. Garrett Millerick is at the Tron. Glenn Moore yes. uh, is is raking in the stars. Because he is a star. And he's on the Pleasance Courtyard as well. Um, so go see all of us and you can do like the flat, like, you know what I mean? You can see everyone in our flat.
2: Yeah, complete, like, complete the flat. It's uh, a new uh, Edinburgh Fringe Challenge.
1: Yeah, complete the flat. And it sounds aggressively sexual, but it's not.
2: <laughs> it does. Unless
1: actually. you want, no, it's not. Um, we were, we were discussing, weren't we, Phil, the fact that the, the only single people in the flat are you and the dog.
2: Yeah, only me <laughs> and little Jeff. We're the only bachelors yeah. in the pad. You
1: guys should go out drinking together more.
2: Yeah, um, he could be my wing dog. (laughs) Go lick
1: her leg. (laughs) It's the kind of thing you could tell (laughs) Jeff to do. You could live vicariously through Jeff. Yeah. What's the least useful pet for picking up ladies?
2: Snake? Um, some though you could use a snake to like pick up like weird chicks. chicks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a, big, a
1: big python on your shoulders, right? Like a white, a white snake album
2: Yeah, cover. yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon that would help really well. What would not... Mm, Tarantula? Like a, a tr- again, I think you pick up that kind of lady... Uh, what is, that, is there any animal... Cockroach. Cockroach, yeah. If you were just, like, humming in cockroaches, they're just crawling all over your body.
1: Yeah. yeah there's no, There's even the stinkiest of ladies. <laughs> would it <laughs> be keen on you if you had a... Uh, a horrible cockroach body like a big <laughs> scarecrow filled with bugs
2: oh wow yeah so don't um, do that Phil I won't do that I was yeah okay I'll try not to <laughs> I've just been I've just been busy um, I've not even had a chance to entice a lady with a six-legged beast
1: Phil's Phil's married to his work listeners
2: I'm married to my work uh, by which I mean I'm slowly falling out of love with it <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're starting to view it as more of an obligation than a pleasure. Yeah. Your relationship was initially spontaneous and has now become formalized and ritualized.
2: Yeah, so regimented and uh, routine.
1: Yeah. This is a very good analogy. Uh,
2: but it's, I, I do still, I still love it. I still love it. The relationship has changed, but there's still love at the core there. Really. <laughs> we should. Uh, we should. Do you think we're ever going to be bothered to go and see something really bad? I was talking about this to my friend earlier today. There's a bit of a culture here of comedians going to see shows they know are going to be terrible for fun. And I've never been able to bring my, myself around to do that. I just think it's too mean. And if, I, th- I like to think of myself as a, a mean fellow if I want to be, but I find it too mean. I think it's, it's, it can be mean. Um, you need to probably already have a different reason
1: not to not like the person. Also, yeah,
2: you need to be. I think you need to be confident they are a bad person and deserve that humiliation. Yeah, they
1: need to have earned it because if they're like a really, if they're a real sweetheart and they just suck, then that's not fun. <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> As if they're a sucky sweetheart. Poor old sucky sweets. Old sucky sweets. Uh, when will their year come? Um, but yes, I think I think well, I think you can be a mean boy, but you're a mean person in a very efficient, targeted way.
2: Me? Yeah, I yeah. hope so. I am.
1: I'm, you, I'm, you very rarely spath meanness in a wide arc.
2: Um, yes, um, my meanness is precise and deserved. Uh, it's
1: quite subtle as well because you, Phil, uh, not only due to your personality type, but also due to the fact that you are a Chinese fella, uh, yeah. you view in tremendously public displays of emotion as something akin to a personal failure.
2: Um, yeah, to an extent. It's sort of the best avoided. People on social media, it's very fashionable now to be going, we need to talk about mental health. And I'm sitting here going, nah, keep it to yourself. (laughs) Keep it to yourself. We've got things to do, okay? Phil's Phil's
1: very much buttoned up like that. And to my knowledge, you've only been directly uh, rude to someone's face when you were sick of them once. When was this? Uh, It was at the Fringe, I think, two years ago where we, you were in a member's bar, and we, listener because we're really cool, we get to drink in a different shipping crate to the, cu- <laughs> to the customers. They they lock us in a big box, and they call it a member's bar, and it's and lovely.
2: They they hang a plastic chandelier, and we go, ooh, yeah.
1: we've earned this. Yeah, <laughs> we go, ooh, blue lighting. Um, and we drink there, and they open till 5 a.m., and it's brutal. Uh, <laughs> it was a certain person we know who was talking to you in a very kind of ironic way that's very hard to interpret. Oh,
2: I see, yes, and yes, yes. he said
1: something like, uh like, oh just fuck off or something like that, and you just walked away. And when you told me I punched the air and I didn't know dance. I was like, yes, yes, just yes. I was just so into it.
2: A man almost tried to start a fight with you um here in um, in the in the Pleasant Dome. Yes, and I
1: I uh, uh, I was willing to fight him because I think he was he, he did an Asian bow at you. Did he? You know he was coming down the stairs yeah. and he was all pissed. Yeah. Well, as he was walking between us, he did that long bow.
2: I just presume he was so drunk that he just didn't
1: know... He put his hands together and did a big bow. Did he? Yeah. I didn't
2: even see that. And I'll be
1: honest, uh, the reason he wanted to start a fight with me is because I kicked the back of his leg as he walked past. Because <laughs> he was stumbling and knocking into us, and he'd done a racist bow. So I thought, well, fuck you too. I
2: but didn't even see the bow.
1: Yeah, and I, I put my foot under his foot, like as if to say, get out of our way. This listener, this guy was like, eyes in different directions, shaved head, thug. And then uh, he turned around and asked us if we had a problem. We went, no, do you have a problem? And he went, no, and walked away. Well, I say walked.
2: Uh, <laughs> he bowed away. Yeah. He bowed into the, into the he, horizon. He bowed, he bowed
1: at us again respectfully and walked away. Yeah, he was walking like Ratatouille, you know? See, it, I
2: didn't see the bow. I just thought it was part of his general d- drunken wobbling. <laughs> yeah,
1: he did, a, he did a bow. It took me, like, it was only once he'd already walked away that I thought that was more racist than I gave it credit for and I should have punched him in the face. I was like... 'Cause he wasn't like a big guy. I mean, no, and he
2: was a compl- he was he had he did not have his faculties about him. He couldn't like his eyes couldn't focus on our
1: faces to try and look threatening at us. Yeah. <laughs> so he he, he away and I went and said to some of the venue security, there's a chap over there who you might like to make friends with.
2: Right. He's very
1: charismatic.
2: Was that the code you used? Uh basically you turn around and they're like just having a drink with him and <laughs> just going, hey, "Yeah, this guy's pretty neat. Yeah. Thanks, Pierre. Hey. <laughs> He's cool. We have great taste in people. He keeps bowing.
1: <laughs> he kept bowing at me. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a, um, a strange moment. And also, um, a, f- a friend of ours had a sort of uh, racial mix-up the other day where he got he got called the wrong name, but we haven't got to the bottom of that yet. Oh, yes. More on that when we know who did it, listeners. Ooh. Mm. Um, it turns out in the UK, people really can't tell South Asians apart,
2: Or South 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 Asian, South. all all East Asians. I've been called uh, Ken Cheng a couple of times. Really, Ken, yeah, this month. Well, not this month, no. But in general, in general, yes. Well, we've had we've we've had mutual. Um, confusions
1: which is amazing because um you are two feet taller than ken and you have <laughs> yeah. different faces
2: but we're always at a distance from the audience so you can never really tell people are always surprised it when, when people meet me in person they're like wow you're a lot taller than i expected yeah which always take as an insult because it kind of means i think of you worse
1: yeah i get that or people say i don't remember you being this tall which is <laughs> worse because they did meet me yeah and they still went Oh what a dweeb.
2: <laughs> in the head. What a horrible little goblin. I like to think it's because I am so humble.
1: Yeah, I I don't imprint. I don't
2: I don't like to take up space.
1: They said that about some people, that you, people some people don't imprint as tall.
2: Ugh, imprint? Mm. Like in your memory. Yeah. In your memory foam. So in your memory foam, exactly. That's what I call that's what I call the brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my memory foam, huh? The best memory
1: foam of all.
2: The brain.
1: Um, that's like something that someone would say who's against memory foam. The only memory foam I need in my life is the brain. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a
2: mattress in my skull.
1: Like when people who, like really religious people who don't drink, are like, the only drink I need is some of God's delicious water or whatever. That sounds foul Yeah, it's so awful. It it sounds like (laughs) wee-wee. Drinking some of God's wee-wee. Do you think God's wee-wee would taste really good or really bad?
2: Does God have a digestive system? It used does to be he, does he does he excrete?
1: It used to be a terrible swear word in medieval times to say anything about his body existing.
2: He's mm. God's blood, and that became odd's blood,
1: right? Or Gadzooks was something like God's
2: guts, zucchinis, God's the, zucchinis, God's penis, God's He God's Zook. many
1: penises. God has three,
2: <laughs> three in one penises. But he he made man. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. He made man in, in, his, in own, his image. Yeah. Which means that his image is a dick and balls. And...
1: <laughs> I imagine. I imagine that God's penis, yeah, is a perfectly like reasonable. It's not like a, a kind of circus penis. A circus. Like a ridiculous penis. Like I, with makeup on it. Yeah, a big red nose. Um, <laughs> I imagine that God's penis is like uh, it's it's aesthetically perfect.
2: Sure, straight like a rod. A godrod. And That's what he calls it, godrod. Lovely colour, pillowy to the touch, yet strong and firm. Mm, and neat balls. Very neat balls, neither uh, neither lower than the other. And a very tasteful tuft of pubic hair, just <laughs> above the base of the penis. <laughs> not too dangly. Uh, no. And
1: uh, uh, ooh, controversial as to whether he'd be circumcised or not.
2: Yes, wow.
1: That's it now that's one for any theologians listening. That's
2: gotta be a hard one.
1: Would he have a snippy snops? Because he used to want snippy snops and then according to Christianity he said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I've to got all the dick ends I
2: need. Some, to some people he wants snippy snops, to others he doesn't. Maybe he's got like a convertible.
1: <gasps>
2: yes,
1: he's his his can like clip back.
2: Yeah, you can you can drive his penis down <laughs> down the west coast of America. And if it rains and-
1: yeah. He has to put it
2: forward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's amazing to think that in, even in the country we live in now, the UK, everything we've just said would have been illegal to say and broadcast like not long ago.
2: 15 years ago
1: or something? Well, technically 15 years ago until the Stuart League helped the blasphemy law get struck down. But definitely illegal and like enforceable 50 years ago, even in the
2: 60s extraordinary
1: astonishing there used to be a guy called the Lord Chamberlain whose job was to read all the plays
2: really oh so he was like the um, uh, the you see the, 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 the guy who signs a certificate at the beginning of movies in cinemas basically yeah well,
1: he was the official censor
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when they when you went to see a play back in those days someone would walk on with this little signed thing yeah, he says it's fine and it would get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and then disappear
1: Um, But that's why, I think that's where blue comedy comes from. Because parts of plays and books and things that were too obscene would be uh, like underlined in blue. Oh really? I think so, that's what I've heard. That might be one of those urban myths.
2: Yeah, it sounds a bit too neat. But the
1: Lord Chamberlain would genuinely send you your play script back and tell you if it could be on a stage and what you had to cut.
2: Imagine going to prison because you said something mean about a fictional character.
1: That's Twitter! (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think Harry Potter was a fool.
1: There we go. That's me cancelled. Get get your cancellation out of the way. Do you think one day social media cancellations will be like chicken pox? Get your kid cancelled when he's five. Right?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah. he's
1: cancelled and he doesn't have to worry about it.
2: Sure. Terrible of you to assume a, a son, Pierre. <gasps> double cancels
1: already. Oh. So no. quick. Oh no. <laughs> If you get cancelled three times in a row, anyone can murder you. It's like being an outlaw. It's not illegal to kill you. (laughs) What are you going to get cancelled for, Phil? I'm going to get cancelled for that sun thing. I'm going to get cancelled for most of what
2: I say in my show. Um, Well, I'm going to get cancelled probably for something I'm not willing to say right now for that very reason.
1: Oh, the secrets. Yes, I did... um, Katie Storey, who is my producer and a very good producer and is also living with us because she and Glenn are an item. They are courting. They're a power couple. Um, she shared a very funny tweet, which was from someone saying like, uh, uh, we all we all in our hearts know the reason we'll get cancelled eventually. <laughs> yes, it's true. Which is an amazing thing because that, that's like something from East German society, isn't it? We all in our hearts know why the state will eventually kill us. Yeah. <laughs> we all know our weakness
0: and loyalty to this state.
2: And you just have to hope that everyone else gets cancelled before you. Or your, your future canceller is cancelled before you. Or you cancel your canceller before they have a chance to cancel you. That's the old phrase, isn't it? Who cancels the cancellers? Who cancels the cancellers?
1: Queez. Queez. Oh God, what is it? Cancelum ipsos I, I don't know. I never did Latin.
2: Well, that was a valiant attempt, considering.
1: I, it, was, it was gibberish. But I seem, <laughs> I, I seem like the kind of person who might have done Latin. Um, oh, and, and, and thank you uh, for uh, someone on Twitter who tagged me in a thing about crests. That was very good. Oh, and we, we should post. I put on Instagram. I don't know if we mentioned it enough. Um, oh, that listener, I can't look you up now. I'm very sorry, but you did us a crest.
2: Yeah, it was a beautiful crest. A lot going on. Beautiful.
1: There was a poo and a bin bag. Bin bag. And the South African flag, uh, uh, uh,
2: vertical. And, but like, and yeah.
1: in the halves, sort of halved uh, with the, the Malaysian st- star crescent, and
2: crescent. Yeah, star and crescent.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Check it out on, uh, on the Twitter or the Instagram if you haven't already.
2: Nice. Mm.
0: Ready to pop the question? For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpowercom awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: Letters, emails, phone your
1: Correspondence time.
2: Correspondence. We
1: Spondence. Spondence. And again, we, we do read all your correspondence, but we can't get back to all of you. But we do appreciate it and love you very much with our hearts and eyes and bums and winkies. Uh, Dave gets in touch. Uh, oh, uh,
2: hey, um, Dave. What? Oh, come on. Uh, save the Dave. Nice. Instead of, instead of save the date. That's good.
1: And also he's a TV channel. Ah, yes. Mm. Dear PNP Podcast Factory. Well, I have to say episode 22 was something of an emotional roller
2: coaster, thanks to all the spooky talk. Spooky. Well Does... spooky talk was in episode 22. All the
1: hags and the nightmares. Oh
2: of course. Hey, Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing.
1: To start out with, I was on a run after dark, and Phil started talking about his hag hallucinations or hag hallucinations. Uh, and this was not too bad at first, even though I was starting to get a bit twitchy the longer you went on. Uh, then you suddenly started doing the horrible hag laugh, and I absolutely shat myself. Oh, good! <laughs> and I started running much faster out of a pure shit-uppedness, only to come herring around a corner to be confronted by an old lady. No way! And her two scraggly dogs. Ah! And I let out hag a dogs a high-pitched yelp of fear. <laughs> I'm not sure which of us was more scared, but I didn't hang around to find out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like, that's, I don't, that's like hello, Joe, from The <laughs> <sentence>. Simpsons? <laughs> Yeah.
1: As if to add insult to injury Later the same night after having gone to bed I had the earphones in again Listening to the podcast oh, no! And just as I started dropping off to sleep The bloody sketch where Phil acted out his Hey hallucination came on Waking me up and causing me to let out another yelp <laughs> Causing my wife to think I was having a mental breakdown Anyway I just wanted to let you know You managed to scare the bejesus out of me Not once but twice in the same night Well done, keep up the good work, and of course, keep jacking it, Dave.
2: Thanks, Dave. I'm terribly sorry to hear that. I, I well, not famously, I tell people I don't like scary movies, I don't like being scared, uh, I don't consider it entertainment, so I'm sorry to have facilitated that for yourself. I never imagined people running to this. I suppose you should. And I especially don't imagine people falling asleep to it. I can't fall asleep listening to things.
1: I used to compulsively fall asleep listening to things. It's insane. it It
2: just keeps playing.
1: Uh, It does keep playing, but eventually, in a half sleep, after generally about an hour and a half, and I know this because I would see when I had paused it or taken my headphones out, Uh, uh, about an hour and a half in, your brain just goes, no, I'm asleep now. And it just goes, and you kind of mush your headphones off. It can't be good for you. It can't be good for your mind. I don't know, because eventually it's not on anymore. And you can have little fun apps where it, it like slowly fades out over time as well. Oh, really? Okay. There's all sorts of things. But like, it's funny that I used to do it compulsively and now I absolutely couldn't manage it. Like, I, I genuinely couldn't do it anymore. Um, uh, 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 Nadia gets in touch.
2: Nadia, what do you have to say? Um, it's spelled with a J
1: though, so I hope I'm, I'm saying Nadia, like as in it's a ya. Yeah, that's like with a it. Spanish J. No, that's a ja. That would be Nadja. <laughs> Anyway. I hope that isn't the
2: actual pronunciation. Well, won't we seem like cunts?
1: Hi, Pierre and Phil. I've been considering writing to you both about this for a while, and I can't keep it in any longer, which is how I imagine slow pooer feels when (laughs) he finally goes to poo. I don't know how relevant this is to the story, but I live in Norway. I'm half Norwegian and half English, but my dad's family is originally from Iran, hence an Arabic surname.
2: Uh... I don't
1: know if they do this in the UK, but there seems to be a thing where ISIS... The terrorist organization ISIS.
2: Go on. Look,
1: looks people up in our version of the yellow pages, who have Islamic or Muslim last names, wow. and cold calls them.
2: No way.
1: So, so I'm on my lunch break at work one Does day. Does it come
2: up as no caller ID do you reckon? I think
1: it comes up as yeah, ISIS, <laughs> the the caliphate. <laughs> So I'm on my lunch break at work one day, and I pick up uh, the phone as I'm waiting for a different phone call anyway. And someone says, "Hi, sister. I'm," uh, she says, "I can't remember his name, but I think it was Abdullah." So this guy goes, "Hi, sister. I'm Abdullah, and I'm calling from Islamic State." No way. And I said, "Sorry, I'm at work, so I can't talk." Okay, thank you, and I hung
2: up. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, so we out one of our listeners. Okay, thank you to <laughs> That is extraordinary. That's gotta be that's gotta be our best ever. Okay, thank you. I
1: think the best ever. Okay, thank you. Is when you okay, thank you, a recruiter for a terrorist organization.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unless anyone from Northern Ireland wants to email in and say okay, thank you to someone from the IRA or the UDF.
2: I mean, I suppose technically it's um, okay, shukran. Okay, shukran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What, is there is there a different way of saying okay? In shuk-
2: no, shukran. Yes, yeah, shukran is thank you. Shukran right? is thank you. Yeah. yeah. What's okay in Arabic? Do you reckon they have a different okay?
1: I don't know, because okay um, is sort of okay, because cause it comes from a sort of, um, it's a publishing term originally, and then it became a word. So I think it's the same everywhere. Hmm. But I ain't sure. Um, so she, yeah, she goes, and I felt weird for the rest of the day. Keep jacking it, Nadia. Actually, she says, I felt weird for the rest of the work day, which implies that she really is good at compartmentalization. <laughs> Incredible compartmentalization <laughs> skills there from Nadia.
2: That's incredible. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got a call from ISIS today. Look, sorry, I'm, I don't want to bring work home. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. How was your day? <laughs> That's extraordinary, Nadia. Well done for saying no. Well, sort of. Well, actually, he didn't say no. He <laughs> said you were busy. You said, <laughs> <laughs> you said
1: if only ISIS called on such a uh, on a slower day, then I'd have time.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, We have another good okay thank you from uh, Brendan. That's amazing. That is insidious, though. But I guess why not? Why not just call people up? I think the one thing we can say about ISIS is that they're known for their risk-taking. They're bold. They're bold boys. And girls. girls. And girls. Uh, Brendan has another good okay thank you. Brendan, Brendan. Our new friend Nice. Thanks. Uh, Dear Phil and Pierre, traditional. Yes. Let's bring it back to the classics.
1: I'd like to share an okay thank you moment that happened to me recently. I'm currently holidaying in the Philippines. I'm spending an awful lot of time relaxing on the beach, quite the opposite of a bum-bum day. The me-peens. The me-peens. The Philippines. Yeah. The Phili- if you had more than one peen, you'd have Philippines.
2: <laughs> but instead you just have a Philippine. It, 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 it's the old Greek word for lover of pines. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, uh, bum bum day. Yes. On this particular day, I was watching an episode of Comedians in Cars getting coffee on my
2: tablet computer. Which we have yet to be invited on, Mr. Seinfeld. Jerry. We drink coffee literally every day. What's the deal with that, Jerry? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, A Filipino man approached me and tried to sell me some polished shells. Okay. Which I made clear I didn't want to purchase. He noticed I was watching a TV show and asked if he would mind if he, uh, asked if I would mind if he sat beside me. Hmm. I explained that it's a show where comedians break down the intricacies of comedy and that it's very funny. From what he could see, a show with Jerry Seinfeld and Tracy Morgan casually talking over coffee wasn't funny at all. <laughs> I mean, he's not completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this this Filipino shell salesman's got up to something. Uh, I was left around the... Bo- uh, uh, oh, yeah, so he, he says, uh, from he, what he could see, it wasn't funny. He then exclaimed, coconuts, hmm. coconuts are funny.
2: Right, like when you wear them on your boobs. Well, he says, I was left
1: rather bemused, and then the man walked down the beach, picked up two washed-up coconuts, which are coconuts that used to be big and entertaining. (laughs)
2: But now
1: do a lot of game shows.
2: Yeah, they're they're the coconuts on um, the uh, dunking... uh, the the coconuts you throw at uh, yes. fairgrounds yes they get gun- those are the washed up uh, coconuts <laughs> <laughs> it's really embarrassing they to used to
1: them. they used to use them to make the sound of hooves for sound effects and now now I look at them being thrown at a clown uh, so he went and he picked up two washed-up coconuts, he then held them on his chest to mimic breasts. Yeah, there you go! And jiggled them up and down, chuckling to himself. The guy's
2: got a n- natural talent. Coconuts are funny, he announced again. <laughs> 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 well, to, to move on from selling shells straight into... I'd rather watch this guy than a lot of stuff at the Fringe, That's I'll be true. Honest.
1: Uh, he walked back to me and handed me the soaking wet coconuts, and I awkwardly said, Okay, thank you. <laughs> keep up the good pasta, good podcasting, and keep on jacking it. Brandon.
2: We'll keep up the good pasta as well. Yes, we will keep up the good pasta. Um, That's so, what they say to each other in Italy when when, when you leave someone's home. Keep up the good
1: pasta. Keep up the good pasta, and they say, Grazie, paisano. And they will. They, it's in their hearts.
2: Unless they're uh, uh, an expert on Berlusconi. It was like, cheers mate!
1: Yeah. <laughs> Keep on making that good pasta. <laughs>
2: Making life. My name is God. I like to make life. Well, that's all the trees and the fishes and the deer created. Oh, but there's nothing here that's in my image. Oh, I spent all this time coming up with these random wacky do beasts, and I've forgotten to. Make something for little old G Dog. Uh, okay, let's start with. Uh, what's my favorite part? The Dick and Balls! Uh, so here we go a sort of uh, f- a flute with no side holes. You know, wrapped in a sort of condensed kebab meat. And I'll just slide a little uh, skin around that. Right up to the front, there we go. And uh, get it all scrunchy at the end, like it's trying to give you a kiss. There we go. (sighs) Hmm, some people might want to cut that bit off. Mm. Mmm, that's up to them. Uh, Maybe they can just kill each other for thousands of years over it. And then underneath, the good old peen, the old god rod there. Fill, I've uh, got to have two sacks of seed. Uh, now mine are full of clouds, uh, but that might not be useful for this new, uh, new animal. I'll, uh, I'll fill them full of t- tadpoles. Yes, I made uh, tadpoles on Wednesday and they're pretty gross. I'll just shrink those up, put them in these here uh, sacks. Little uh, sacks of tadpoles, nothing weird about that. Connect that to the old meat tube, and if any of them ever squeeze these tadpoles out, not into a woman, uh, they will burn in hell. That seems reasonable to me. Anyway, that's that done. That's actually given me an appetite for a little uh, cloud bursting myself. Uh, so if you don't mind, uh, I'm gonna keep on jacking it. God out. Uh, Niall gets in touch. Um, Niall, the, this is the longest email in um, the in the world. Is, Niall is longer than the Amazon, isn't it? Oh, the Nile. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The longest email.
1: Yeah. Okay. Dear (laughs) Podbods, I just wanted to let you know that ever since Phil did his singy vocalization of Stacey Dooley's Obsessed Instagram post with an impoverished African child, I found it impossible to look at any low-effort social media posts without reading them in that voice. I have become Obsessed. (laughs) He says, that's episode like two or something. (laughs) Obsessed. Go back and listen if you haven't heard that one, uh, listeners. That's episode four? It's two? a classic episode. It's one of our classics that people
2: watch at Christmas time now. We need to go back to commenting on uh, um, slightly misjudged Instagram posts.
1: Yes, we should find some more. Send some in if you've it's if Not you've slightly anything. terribly misjudged. Terribly misjudged. Very poor. Um, as such, he says, uh, I submit an authoritarian rule, uh, now in a J- disappointably uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg tone, uh, he says. Okay. Where any post must contain at least two Louis worth of effort.
2: Can you do a Jacob Um,
1: Where any post must contain at least two Louis worth of effort.
2: That's pretty good.
1: I was talking to Matt Ford, the celebrity satirist and impressionist, and I said, can you do Jacob? And he said, no, I just do a sort of posh guy. And I said, the key to Jacob is you have to sound as if... You're about to burst into tears. (laughs)
2: That's very good. Thank you, man. That's That's very good. Every
1: now and then, Pierre can do a voice. And Jacob's one of them.
2: He sounds like there's someone trapped inside him like can Get Out. (laughs) There's (laughs) a reasonable person stuck inside him. No, I was going to
1: say, the guy inside him is more of a prick. Oh, right. He's like, I'm committing mild grammatical
2: errors. (laughs) Let me out.
1: (laughs) So he's saying everything should have two Louis worth of effort to stop shitty posts. Uh, That's
2: not very much
1: effort. To yeah, Louis, He's kind. He's a kind man, I guess. And on the libertarian side, sign language should be taught as a compulsory second language in every country. I agree with that. That's not libertarian, though. That's authoritarian. Ooh, he's got you there, Niall. But it is good. It's good. I think... Um... My dad was taught sign language, like how to spell with your fingers, like the most crude form, in, mm. in like play school, just as, as a matter of course. Right. Really interesting. So it just means that like the entire population has a way of communicating, not just with deaf people... But with anyone hard of hearing or if there's too loud. Imagine if we all knew a signing code. Imagine how fun school would have been. Yeah. Don't talk in class. I'm going to spell out rude words to my mate.
2: But then teacher would, be, would understand you because presumably they'd learned it as and well. And thus the
1: game begins. Aha. Yes. Uh, and he says a nice thing about looking forward to seeing me in Edinburgh next week and says a nice thing about my show. Keep as-knacking it, he says.
2: Oh, very good. Yeah. So that's your degree. That's my degree
1: and the degree of George Foreacres. We both did Anglo-Saxon Norse and Celtic studies. Don't
2: all employ us at once. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it is Let's mad see. we don't have... Like... Um, like uh, Most people don't have some standardised visual language. Like yes. we have, we have... Like body language, which I suppose we all understand. But if you're like at a distance from someone, I guess we have you want a drink? We've got that. Everyone yeah. knows you want a drink. And
1: like food, like 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 um, putting your your making a duck a d- with your fingers, like a pointy duck, like you're gonna try and go in a Pringles can yeah and you put
2: that into your lips like you want, you want food yeah but like in the sort of traditional Indian way so suddenly everyone even if you have not, not Indian or ever been to India if you do the you want, some, you want to eat something gesture does a perfect Indian yeah, everyone's hand in, scoop
1: everyone's Indian when they're hungry <laughs> that's the old saying yeah
2: <laughs> um, there, there are no atheists in a foxhole and um, everyone's Indian when they're hungry <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, my my uh, my girlfriend's family, uh, as you know Philip, are, are, are mostly deaf. Not all of them, but um... I did not
2: know that. Did you not know that? I don't think so. Good
1: good gracious.
2: Ironically, I didn't hear you when you told me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I've learned a bit of sign language. Oh wow! Um, but uh, my girlfriend's sign language is 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 pretty bang on. But sometimes she gets a mixture of English and Scottish. Sign language? Because her grandparents are deaf on one side, and they're so old that one learned English sign language and the other one learned Scottish, and they're almost mm. the same, but not quite. It's like a dialect, even though it's not spoken. Wow. It's so interesting, and it's, so, uh, it's uh, fun to swear and say other things.
2: So their sign language, so her sign language has a Scottish accent?
1: Yes, I suppose it does. Mm. Yes, very much so. Um, it's quite cool. Listeners, I encourage you to pick up a bit of sign language. It's about a thousand times easier than you think. Honestly, it is. Um, we got well, one last one last email here from uh, from
2: Rachel Rachel wow no, nothing rhymes with Rachel um, Rach uh, again nothing ends uh, with uh, H I'm sorry great, great chill great chill oh uh, yeah come on Rachel let's have a great chill there we mm. go mm.
1: sorry three stars mm. dear PNP thank you for reading my first email out I feel like I should explain my email address for Phil in my defence. Uh...
2: What is the email address?
1: Oh, Baroque Vet.
2: Baroque Vet? Do you remember we had those emails oh. from Baroque
1: Vet. Oh, right. Um, in fairness, I made it when I was 18, and like every other teenager, wanted a personalised address. I chose this one because at the time I was studying to be a vet and playing Baroque music. At uni. <laughs> great. Wow, you are middle class. That's great. I'm going to be a vet, and I play Baroque music. Do I like cheese? Of course. Uh, so it seemed appropriate. I'd like to convey my appreciation for how nerdy the podcast has become, and poo. Uh, Don't forget the poo, Rachel, but thank you. Particularly, P.S. insights into Anglo-Saxon history. I'm really enjoying these titbits of information. That's very kind. I mean, Mm. I can't keep dropping titbits like that.
2: No, cover your titbits. Cover those titbits Please cover your titbits. Some people want to free the titbits. There are children listening. Some people want to free the (laughs) titbits. Call me old-fashioned, but (laughs) I think uh, titbits should be heard and not seen. (laughs) Um,
1: I wanted to tell you about an episode at work in which, thanks to BudPod, I looked like I'd gone mad. I was doing a procedure on a cat. Okay. So she's working as a vet now, Is this
2: the music or... (laughs) Alright. She wasn't playing bark on its ribs. She was making violin strings, (laughs) which used to be made out of cat guts. Oh! Oh yeah, cat gut. Cat gut string. Rachel,
1: have we just stumbled on your incredible scam? Yeah, wow. Work as a vet and then moonlight as a gut supply lady.
2: The demon vet of... What street was... The demon barber... Was it Fleet Street? Yeah, I think so. It was a flea street, wild of newspapers. Um, at some point, What's but his I name? guess they had to a barber. What's his name? Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd.
1: Yeah. I think it was.
2: Anyway. So this is the cat version of Sweeney Todd going on here.
1: Uh, can I think of a pun?
2: Um, um, oh, no, there's not a Greeny Sweeney, story. Sweeney? No. Sweeney? There's not a cat like in Sweeney. Fe- Feeny Todd? Like like... S- <gasps> Sweeney Mog. That's about as good as we're
1: going to get. Serenie Mogg, thank you. Uh, so, a procedure. Uh, she looked like she'd gone mad. I was doing a procedure on a cat which required a fairly high level of concentration. The a lot cat, of Louis. Uh, so, uh, that's 10 out of 10 Louis doing live surgery on a kitty cat. The cat was conscious. Wow. And demonstrating the usual feline lack of gratitude. <laughs> uh, as such, it scratched me quite badly. As I was trying to improve its breathing ability, I couldn't really stop what I was doing to attend the scratches, so I ignored them. Pretty tough stuff, Rachel. Oof. Once I finished the procedure, I realised that these were bleeding and quite sore. I proceeded to say, Ah, oh, that really hurt, actually! Um, and then I immediately thought of Bud Pod and started hysterically laughing, much to the confusion of the nurse. So you, you, you referenced us without even realising such a, such a fan are you and then you suddenly went, that really hurt yeah, actually. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> More bleeding. And the nurse is just like, what got, what's got into those cuts <laughs> yeah, already? Kind
1: of, what kind of cat zombie disease. Uh, finally, a couple of cool uncool things. Uh, c- the coolest uncool thing, magic tricks.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rabbits like I- out
1: of hats and so on.
2: I mean, like close-up magic, you go, oh, come on. I, uh, this isn't real. But it, they, they land it and you go, no, it's pretty good, actually. I want yeah. to know how it works. It's
1: always impressive. And the sleight of hand is such a physical skill. Uh, she says, yeah, cool because they take a lot of skill to perform. Uncool because it takes a huge amount of effort to perfect and you still look like a twat. Yes. Uh, uncool cool, so the least cool cool thing. Themed pattern socks such as Harry Potter, etc. Uh, cool because they look great. Uncool because you're consciously choosing to wear partially visible underwear that advertises your geekiness. Uh, And she says, I'm looking forward to seeing Pierre at the Fringe. I guess that's a fuck you to fill.
2: (laughs) Hey, I need some from time to time. Keep me grounded. (laughs) Well,
1: you're sold out, so that might be more of the problem. Um, Looking forward to seeing Pierre at the Fringe. Keep up the good work. Koji, keep up checking it.
2: Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Um,
1: Um, We're about a week behind with the emails, listeners, so we will get to you. Please, please. Uh, But bear with us. And uh, we will maybe even do another correspondence dinner again.
2: When did we do a correspondence dinner? We did that one podcast where it was like... Just correspondence, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Just oh, to get yeah. up to speed again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's fun. It was quite fun correspondence I, dinner, I really so. love the correspondence. We
1: might do that again, and we might do it with other people, actually, because then we're putting questions to our guests, eh?
2: Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. We'll try and get some guests on the next couple of episodes. I know we, we at first we said, every episode is going to have five guests. And, and we're going to get Jerry Seinfeld and Julian Assange. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we haven't done that anyway. Um, thank, you, thank you for listening. Yes, um, from Scotland, goodbye and see you next time. Adios.
0: Flexibility is great, that's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too, that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.